that's all my rundown. I didn't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to add or, or piece together or put in or put out. Uh, it's not cut stone, whatever, or concrete. We can always modify, but it's just something to go by. This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. What I would like to talk about first is this situation with Naomi Osaka and tennis with the French Open. And the I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole situation. For those that aren't aware of it, she said that she was going to not participate in press conferences during the tournament because she was dealing with some mental health issues. There was pushback from the organization that hosts it. There were other tournament hosts of the other uh, major tournaments had also said that they would um, give her significant sanctions if she didn't participate. So she ended up just pulling out of the tournament altogether. So I wanted to know, Victor, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's unfair. If someone had a physical health issue, broken leg, broken jaw, and they did not fill up the task to do an interview, then you get a pass. I don't understand why we have to go to a situation where someone has, whether social anxiety uh, or some sort of mental health challenge and they expressed it. it's already hard enough to be open about a mental health condition let alone now to tell the whole world and people are going to criticize you about it i remember there was a famous football player ricky williams who had a uh, a sort of anxiety of speaking in public okay and so people you know gave him some challenges and he found ways to uh medicate himself to do it more of those uh, social anxieties. And so I think it's really unfair, particularly in the climate we're in, where we're trying to pr pr promote mental health uh, awareness. And so someone has taken that time to really say, hey, this makes me feel uncomfortable. How about we find ways to accommodate them like we would anyone else who has a health challenge, physical or mental? That's what I have. What do you think, huh? Mental health problems, issues is real. Okay, and so we need to take it and be sensitive to that. Uh, we need to educate. We need to be more sensitive to it, like I said. What I'm really happy about is the Steph Curry's, the Serena Williams, and Martina Navratilova reached out to Osaka and said, you know, we, we empathize with you and sympathize with you, and, and you be you. So, Miss Osaka, thank you. If you need to pull out for yourself, do that. Again, you be you. Who's mad? Well, corporate is mad. Come on now. This young lady needed a break. She needed to take some time away for whatever reason, but for the reasons that she stated, for the mental health reasons, let's show a little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy here right now, okay, for this young lady. So, Ms. Osaka, I'm glad you're doing what you need to do for yourself. I pray that everything is well for you. You get, you get the counseling or the necessary rest that you need, and then go back and whoop that ass. That's what I have. Yeah, I think um, my biggest accolade for um, Naomi Osaka is just the fact that she was open about dealing with the situation. And there were a lot of people that talked about 
her and how much money she made last year and and basically minimizing these issues these issues that she was dealing with but um the fact that she set that boundary there's a lesson in that for all of us there are so many times myself probably all of us where it would have been better to say no to the job or to prioritize our health physical mental or otherwise and the fact that she is cognizant of that at such a young age, I um, I appreciate that. I applaud her courage, and I think that that's um, there's a lesson in that for for all of us. So while we're on tennis, okay, we had several different um, young stars that were that were on uh, on stage. We had Coco Golf. Um, but we also had a veteran and one of the greats, one of the all-time greats in terms of um, this sport, really all sports. But she's not, uh, she didn't make it all the way to the end and that's Serena Williams. So what do y'all think? Is she gonna get that 24th Grand Slam? Is is it over for her? Has her, has her ship sailed? What do you think, Victor? Father time is undefeated. However, she's not done. I think this is just another challenge that she's going to have to face, which is not only battling against these up and coming, uh, uh, you know, gladiators in a tennis game, but also battle father time. I do think she will win a couple more. Um, but just like we talk about LeBron, I mean, eventually time catches up with you. Uh, it's unfortunate to see that she's having these, these rough patches right now, but I, I think she'll recover uh, her mental game. At this stage, it will start to supersede her physical game because that's what happens with these aging athletes. And she'll now use that part of the of her of her arsenal to really become even more competitive. But definitely she's starting to see that <laughs> what she could do 20 years ago, she may not do physically now, but now it's about to see how tough of an athlete she is mentally to overcome this this small hurdle of father time. But she she's in a battle. She's in a battle on more than one front. I agree. I, I don't think she's done. The, the, it's unfortunate, though. She's a woman. She's black. If she were white, would they be criticizing her in the national media? You know, they didn't say these things about uh, the Chrissy Everett and the Martina. They were just uh, applauding, you know, the golf clap for her competitive spirit. So leave Serena alone. You listen to the national news and they're already talking about her demise. Well, to my co-host's point, Father Time is undefeated. As we get older, reflexes, recovery time, those things are compromised. I just want to know, where is her desire? Where is her level of desire? So you remember when she was younger, it didn't matter whether it was her sister or whoever was across the net from her. She came like a lioness. And so she came with a roar and she came with it. So anytime you were battling against Serena, you knew you were in going, you were in for a fight. However, now I just need to know where is her spirit? Does she want to compete at that level again? She's out there, but where is her spirit? So Serena, I, I support you. I'm with you 100%. Of course, you keep doing the damn thing. Thank you for entertaining me. And you do what you need to do as far as, you know, rehab, uh, getting yourself physically ready. But, but mentally, I need you to be engaged and, and get back to the, to the mountaintop. There's still more tennis for you to be had. I agree. Um, I think you make a great point, her desire. 
if does she have that desire? A lot of times, whether you're the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, or you know, uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant's or Magic Johnson's, Michael Jordan. There does come a point where, yes, I can still compete out here. Even Michael Jordan is still scoring, you know, a, a, a plus 20 when he played with the Wizards. However, there comes a point where, do I even want to do this anymore? So I agree with you on that aspect. Physically, she can still hit a tennis ball. But mentally, does she have the grind? Does she have that sense of urgency? Does she still have that desire to say, I want to get out here. I want to compete. Because that's the piece that's going to help her at least battle with Father Time. Defeat all the time, but that desire, that willpower, that drive, that way, well, I'm still number one in the world. How dare they even think that I'm about to put uh the you know uh, my my tennis racket on the shelf? If she still doesn't have that grind in it, then yeah, she's going through the motions. Is hey, I just want to play because I enjoy it. That part of my competitive spirit is done. I just want to be out here to compete. So I, I agree with you right there. It's that mental piece and that desire. Where is she at right there? I'm just thinking about the vitriol that they never gave it to Agassi, Connors, McEnroe in their, uh, 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 you know, on the back nine of their careers or the 18th hole of their careers. So leave Serena alone, man. Let her do her thing. Serena is still huge for the industry. Talk about the corporate tennis, uh, World Tennis Association. So leave her alone. She needs to find that space where she can excel. And so leave her alone. Uh, she's going to do just fine. You do you, Serena. Absolutely. And if she is done or not completely done, but um, the fact that she is nearing the end of her career, whenever that takes place, she's already put it and left it in wonderful hands. Just watching those that have um, followed her footsteps, it, it, it makes it so that it's still amazing to watch. And her, um, her spirit, her influence on the game, on sports in general, is something that is uh, to be applauded. So in addition to tennis, we've also got the NBA playoffs that are going on right now. In a typical year, we would have just finished the finals. But right now, we're still trying to figure out who's going to be in the finals. So Unc, what are your thoughts? Where are we? What are you thinking about where we are? in terms of the Western Conference, the four teams left in the West, the four teams left in the East. What are your thoughts? Man, well, if you saw our previous show, we made some predictions, and I was so wrong. <laughs> I would like a, a mulligan. I'd like to start over, but I'm not going to do that. We can't do that. We have to stick with our picks. I, I picked Golden State. Well, they didn't make it to the play-in game, but I thought they would have been a, a a little bit better competition against the Jazz. The Jazz beat Memphis, okay? And they're playing like the number one seed. So you're asking, what do I think? <laughs> Especially in the West, and you can say it for the East as well. The teams are playing according to their seeding, really. They're playing like their record indicates, and so, Number one is doing well against number four. Uh, right now, they're playing against the Clippers. And then we got the Suns, number two, going against uh, who they're going against, uh, the, the Nuggets. Okay. And so I love the competition in the West. In the East, you got the Sixers against the Hawks. And the Hawks, to my co host credit, Dr. Janelle Hoover, she brought all the attention to the Hawks before anybody else. 
So what a competitive game and series that is. That's one and one. And then you got the Nets in Milwaukee. So I know, Vic, I know you have some thoughts, but the Nets and Milwaukee, the Nets act like they're going to sweep that thing. Milwaukee, we talked about it in previous shows, and then I, I picked them to win. However, they're not showing up today. So we could break it down a little bit further, Vic. I wanted to know what you thought before I proceed, sir. First, I will own it. And, and before I say I'm going to own it, let me, let me just frame this real quick. And y'all need to look at our first episode ever. Let it be known I am a Lakers fan. But before that, I am an NBA fan. So I want the best product out there. And now because I am a Laker fan, but that's superseded by the fact I'm an NBA fan, I'm happy the Lakers are sitting at home right now. I'm not going to defend it. However, let's just look at the facts. They had an extremely long season. So did the Miami Heat. A very short turnaround time. Battled with injuries. And yet they still had the opportunity to get to the playoffs. But as a fan of the sport and as a fan of the Lakers, that mess that they showed against the Suns, hey, put them out the pasture. I did not need to see any more of that. If they would have accidentally won that series and took that mess to the next round against the Nuggets with a team I believe we could have beat the Nuggets, I would have still been a little embarrassed to show that Laker team that has not had the opportunity to gel to even represent the Western Conference Finals. Because that, that would have been stringing me along, just dangling the carrot as if, you know, we have something. So if there is a silver lining, it's let the Lakers rest, let them get this offseason to lick their wounds and say, dang, we were the champs, but you're no longer the champs. And now, like we talked about with Serena, come back with some hunger. I refuse to say LeBron is done. I refuse to say this Laker team is done. Is there some work that needs to be done? Yes, there is. But I'm, this is the last time I'm talking to Lakers because I know we're about the playoffs. I just want to make sure you all understand. Yes, I called the Lakers make it to the championship. But based off of their performance against the Suns, I am glad. As a Laker fan, I'm glad their behinds are sitting at home. And I hope it stings. I hope they just watch the Clippers get to the next round. And it stings. That's what's going to create the hunger and desire to come out here and really show who we are to do that. It's my last Laker take until the end of the season. Now, what you asked me, Unc, about this Western Conference uh, playoff picture? <laughs> You're right. I'm only, I, I caught a whole lot of upset. And right now, you are what your record says you are. The Suns are a dangerous team, a number two seed for a reason. I don't care how hurt the Lakers were or how hurt these other teams were. The Suns, now that I got a chance to watch them play, them dudes are smoking. They're scary. And CP3 has turned back the clock. Devin Booker, then your boy down in the paint, Aiton. Like, I, I like them. I do like them. In fact, I'm going to say they're my favorite for the Western Conference Finals. They're my favorite to make it to the, the championship game. And now I look at the Jazz versus the Clippers, I, I'm torn because the Clippers are always going to be a JV team. And I still don't like what Kawhi and PG-13 did. And they and they, and they escaped out of Dallas Mavericks because the Dallas Mavericks are who we thought they were. And they let them off the hook. But since they did, I really do not like Utah. 
I talked about Mark Eaton. John Stark, rest in peace, Mark Eaton. John Stark to Carl Malone. That's the last time in my eyes Utah Jazz were relevant. But they did have a showing last night when they were blocking shots down in the paint. I see that Rudy Gobert just won uh, the Defensive Player of the Year. However, I do not like Jazz fan. And Jazz fan has made some really uh, uh, nasty and racist remarks over the last couple years. And I hope they get skull drugged. Now, I'd like to see the Clippers play the Suns. I like the Suns to do another LA team in. And so the Clippers go home back to LA and say, yeah, you still don't get a chance to get to the ship. And they let the Suns represent the Western Conference. On the Eastern side, I call the Sixers. And if I was listening to my sis, Dr. Jania Hoover, I would have put some money on the Hawks. And I don't even gamble because right now they're making me a whole lot of money because we all laughed at her. And she stayed faithful with her team. And look at where they're at. They're in the second round of the playoffs. But I still picked the Sixers to go ahead and beat them. But Trey Young showed against the Knicks. He's not scared to be the heel. He's not scared to be this generation's Reggie Miller. And he had people hating on him, and he relishes to that. You need a villain. I don't think we've had a villain in the league in a long time. So it's great to see that. I am surprised between the Nets and the Bucks. I know the Nets are going to bring their game, but wow. We really thought the Bucks were going to have something. And again, kudos to Jania. She spoke about which Giannis is going to show up. The one getting dunked on right now, getting embarrassed and making Blake Griffin turn back the clock and jump over Kias. So very interesting. They're going to go back to Milwaukee. Maybe they'll go ahead and defend home court. And they always say it's not a series until a team loses on their home court. More to follow there. But guess what? The Nets are doing this without James Harden. So how scary is that? So good series happening. Uh, I, I'm still picking the Sixers versus the Nets for the Eastern Conference Finals. And with a healthy MB, I'm picking the Sixers to beat the Nets. This year's championship game is going to be the Suns versus the Philadelphia 76ers. And I will tell you later who I believe will win. That's how I look at that rundown, huh? Okay. All right. And Steve, mark the tape, what he chose. Okay. Let me make my picks. Jazz versus Clippers. I, I agree with you. I, I don't like the Jazz. Don't like the Clippers. I hate the Clippers. So I'm picking the Jazz only because I dislike the Clippers that much. Please, Jazz. Against the Suns, against the uh, Nuggets. Nuggets are limping and the Suns are the better team. You talked about uh, Booker and CP3. So, and what they did and demolished the Lakers, and the Lakers played like a seventh seed, like they didn't belong. I'm picking the Suns in that series. I do want the Suns to beat the Jazz in the Western Conference Finals to go on to the championship. In the East, the Sixers, oh man, you picked it. You did, you did, you did. But the Hawks are so dynamic. They got the inside game, they got the outside game. And then Trey Young is growing up right before our eyes, and he's not afraid of the bright light. And so, Long series, Sixers should win that. They're supposed to win that. And I'm not going to call an upset on that. I'm going to go with you on the, on the Sixers. Nets, they're, they're playing some defense. You see what they're doing and how they're holding the, 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 the Bucks down, can't score inside, can't score outside, and making Giannis look like, like you said, a JV guy. You know, So he's not representing either. So if they don't show up at home, Forget about it. It'd be four to five games, and the Nets will go on against your Sixers, our Sixers, and probably represent the, the East. And so we're talking about the Suns against the Nets. 
Well, let's wait until that happens, okay? And that'll be another show. But the Suns, to your point, wow, great team. I'm surprised. But remember what they did in the bubble last year. I think they went undefeated in the bubble. And then Monty being uh, elected by the coaches as coach of the year, but not by the writers. There's something, there's a disconnect there. What is going on? Tom Thibodeau for the New York uh, um, Knicks was the coach of the year. I'm not in favor of that. He is a, he did a great job, marvelous job, brought the Knicks up. Nobody saw that coming, but he didn't do as well or a good of a job as the Suns because nobody picked the Suns to do what they're doing. But look at what's going on now. I'm enjoying this basketball postseason, even though the Lakers are gone. Oh, I mentioned the Lakers. Yes, they need rest. Uh, but unfortunately, their window is closing because Father Time, we mentioned it before, every year, every year is another year and miles on them, those legs and the window is closing for them. So we need help this next season going forward. So in Rob, I trust that the general manager for the Lakers, you need to make some moves because the moves that you made didn't pan out this year. So Rob, you need to get it together. But I'm really, really excited. I'm looking forward to this postseason as we go forward. So um, I'll do mine. I think that the um, Jazz are going to be Clippers. Um, and that's for no other reason besides the fact that I don't like the Clippers. Um, so we'll leave that there. And I'm picking the Suns over the Nuggets for a lot of the reasons that y'all have already mentioned. And I'm also picking the Suns to come out of the West. On the East, I did pick the Hawks to do well this season. I picked them as my team that would surprise. But I do think that their um, their ride ends here. I think that the Sixers will beat them. And I think that they'll play the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. But like Unc, I do think that the Nets will uh, will win. I think that especially with what they're doing right now without Harden at all, letting him rest, and we already know how they can play with all of them together, I think that we will see the Suns and, um, and the Nets in the finals. And we will revisit um, once that matchup takes place or to uh, discuss uh, whatever alternate uh, alternative takes place if uh, that doesn't happen. So um, we do have a couple of NFL takes or NFL events that have taken place over the past couple of days or weeks. So mine will be quick. And anyone that remembers that my team is the Atlanta Falcons probably knows exactly what I'm going to comment on. And that is the fact that uh, Julio Jones, who they um, got uh, by giving up a whole lot of picks uh, 10 years ago, and he's one of the greats, one of the, um, you know, one of the all-time greats and definitely one of the greats that's playing right now. And he uh, was traded to the Tennessee Titans. And I'm okay with that. Of course, I think that he's an amazing player, but I don't want a player on uh, on the team I like that doesn't want to be there. And I saw a quote from the coach, the new coach this year, 
and someone asked him how it felt about Julio leaving. And he said he doesn't worry about players that he's never coached. And that to me, it showed me a lot about him as a coach. It showed me a lot about him as a professional. And then it showed a lot about, you know, where I need to view this upcoming season. I can't be too upset. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be there and he's gone now. So of course I'll keep watching. Of course I'll keep supporting. Um, and hopefully it does work out for him. Hopefully it works out even better for the Falcons. So what are your thoughts, Victor? Is there anything that is um, piquing your interest right now? Still early in the season. Uh, again, I spoke about a couple shows ago. The NFL is a 12-month season. Uh, obviously, I like watching what's going on with this Aaron Rodgers story. More to follow. You know, is he going to support? Is he going to go to OTAs or not? Uh, is the GM going to pull his pull? You know, are, are they bluffing each other? Is he going? Is he going to call his bluff? Uh, is Aaron Rodgers prepared to say I'm not going to play anymore? So just watching that little story, similar. But I agree with you regarding the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm really interested now from a leadership perspective, the new coach. For a new coach to come in and make such a declarative statement saying, I don't worry about players, I never coached. That one shows he has a lot of confidence in his coaching ability, shows he has a lot of confidence in his leadership ability to say something like that. Hey, look, hey, good riddance, good job. He didn't, he didn't undercut Julio. He just said, Hey, I can't, I can't comment on anyone I don't lead. I can't comment on anyone who's never been underneath my leadership. Pretty much saying, if you don't need my leadership style, you would not want to even lead. So I, I applaud that. So now what are you going to do, coach? What are you going to do? I'm interested in seeing what you're going to do. Because we already know right now, and I'm sorry to say this, sis, the NFC South belongs to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But guess what? Number two spot is still open. Drew, Drew Brees is gone. So New Orleans Saints are going to be trying to uh, climb the ranks again, but now with a new quarterback. Matt Ryan is that guy. That used to be Matt Ryan's division. So you, you lose Hilo Jones, but you get you a, a new coach that shows promise. I would like to see what he does. I like to see what they've been able to do through the draft. I like to see this rebuilding because you are losing a signature player, almost like losing a Jerry Rice. That is a franchise leading, that's a franchise changing player but again hey everyone has their own quote-unquote uh shelf life and julio felt his time was to leave i'd be interested to see how he integrates with uh, uh ryan Tannehill, Derek henry aj brown because that definitely shoots uh tennessee titans stock up a little bit higher and i think now they are that team to be in the afc south uh you know as we watch houston fall away jacksonville is not going to be a factor this year new head coach uh, rookie quarterback. So it's really between Indianapolis and uh, Tennessee Titans, which we've seen Tennessee continue getting grow, uh, getting stronger every year and a seasoned coach with uh, with Vrabel. So it'll be very interesting watching how those two teams uh, adjust uh, this next upcoming year. What do you got, Ump? Julio goes from garbage to gold. So he turns the Titans into a, an instant contender. So I'm interested to see how he mixes in and flows uh, with the Titans. As far as the uh, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers is, a, is an official holdout. Will they find him? Well, he is in holdout, and he, it is a finable offense to hold out. Will they do it? That's an ongoing saga. It's a soap opera. I'm just going to see how it plays out. My closing burn, quarter, 
congratulations. I missed the festivities. I hate I missed it, but I want to give you congratulations and to your parents, Sorelda and Dr. Victor Herbin. You did a, a fabulous job to this point. I'll continue to pray. He's going to LSU, but quarter, congratulations. And that's my closing thought. My closing thought, um, definitely congratulations again, Victor, AKA quarter. I was there and able to celebrate with you, um, but take all of those um, congratulations and, and, and well wishes with you as you take this next journey. Um, you know, unfortunately it's to LSU, but hey, we all make mistakes. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because for those that don't know, I uh, got my master's at UGA. So we're not really LSU fans. But that being said, this was um, another great show. It will be interesting to see what happens with these, uh, with these playoffs over the next several days. Victor, what you got? Thank you all for the well wishes. Thank the family for coming out. I, uh, it is surreal having a high school graduate, soon to be college freshman. I still feel myself at times that I'm still a 17 year old or a college freshman myself. So to watch my son cross that stage this last weekend, a black male that's going against the odds of this uh, country with a 3.7 GPA off to college in the SEC. And yes, now we've become an SEC family with sis going to UGA. And I had that bonus SEC as I got my master's from the University of Missouri. Yes, used to be a big 12 school, but now it's SEC. I, I, I'll claim it. I'm part of SEC. And now my son is now going to LSU. So get get ready, fans are taken to the house. There will be a lot of SEC talk uh, come this fall. Uh, but again, it been as a closing burn, I really appreciate the love uh, and, and as we talk about the village that raises uh, a child, and we certainly in our family, the HHB, have a village and those extended allies to the HHB. I appreciate you all for sowing into my son, C. Victor Herbert IV, a.k.a. Quarter, and being in his corner as he makes this next stage, this next phase of life. Uh, it was a great celebration. Uh, I'm still feeling it today. As, as still recovering from uh, the great festivities for almost a week with the family, but I love you all. Thank you for taking to the house. Please comment. Again, we always got this very active social media site, our Facebook, definitely our Twitter. Hit us up. A lot of stuff happening this weekend with the sports. Take it to the house. I love you all. Holla later.